Welcome to So What Sustainability, a podcast series by Apricot Consulting. I'm your host, James McHugh, one of the leaders in the Corporate Social Impact team. In this series, we explore leading trends and provide practical advice about environmental, social and governance issues and opportunities facing businesses and society. The Commonwealth's Modern Slavery Act was published in 2018 and is designed to help combat the modern slavery in the global supply chain. According to the United Nations, there are an estimated 40 million victims of modern slavery worldwide. The Act applies to Australian companies and companies doing business in Australia with an annual consolidated revenue of at least 100 million Australian dollars. It's a big task, made even tougher by the disruption caused to supply chains due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And so to help me unpack this topic a little further, I'm joined by Sebastian Connolly. Sebastian has recently joined Transurban as the Sustainable Procurement Manager, where he works to strengthen and embed responsible business practices across Transurban's operations and supply chains. Sebastian has spent the past 15 years working with domestic and international supply chains to drive practical, sustainable outcomes and has led this with some of Australia's most well-known businesses, such as the Country Road Group, David Jones and Pacific Brands. In 2020, Sebastian was appointed as an inaugural member of the Modern Slavery Expert Advisory Group to advise the Australian government on the development and implementation of the, of the Commonwealth's Modern Slavery Act legislation. With this experience, Sebastian plays an active role in many multi-stakeholder initiatives to share skills and experience, understanding the barriers and challenges faced and promotes collaboration on effective outcomes. Welcome, Sebastian, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me here today. Uh, Sebastian, tell me a little bit more about your backgrounds and the work with supply chains. Um, yeah, so uh, my my background, uh, well, I've been dealing with supply chains right throughout my career, um, and suppliers have been an integral part of, of my day-to-day work. Um, as you said in the introduction, I've recently joined Transurban as their sustainable procurement manager, and I've spent the, the past 15 years working with some of Australia's biggest fashion and clothing retailers um, and wholesalers, so design, production, sourcing, sustainable materials and ethics, and, and these roles have been working across both domestic and international suppliers, you know, factories, material manufacturers, and even farms. And I've led the ethical compliance, sustainable materials, traceability, and responsible sourcing, including the work to uh, to assess and address modern slavery risks, as, as you talked about. So for listeners that may not be as familiar with the intent of the Commonwealth's Modern Slavery Act, can you provide a bit of a definition and speak to the value that it seeks to create. Yeah, I think the the Commonwealth Modern Slavery Act, you know, has um, uh, has added value um, and 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 will continue to to add value. So, as you said in the introduction, um, the Commonwealth Modern Slavery Act was passed in two thousand eighteen, and and it requires businesses with with that annual consolidated revenue of over hundred million dollars to submit a public report on how they assess and address modern slavery in their operations and supply chains. And the intent of this global leading piece of legislation is is to make businesses take more ownership publicly 
of their extended responsibilities as a corporate business to to assess their human impacts. Um, and and as you you know you mentioned um, uh, the forty million people in in modern slavery uh, today, and and that's actually more people in slavery than at any time in history. Um, and it's a it's a really sad statistic, which is why this legislation is is so important. Um, and and really uh, for for real world social value. Um, and modern slavery is is often um, you know called a, a hidden crime where where vulnerable people are coerced into situations where they become enslaved. You know, for instance, um, through things like debt bondage, uh, through threats and and deception. And, and these hidden crimes are, are really tricky and hard to find. And and that's why this legislation has has been a great first step. Um, you know, for Australia and and in Australia, you know, to bring this this hidden crime to light and and get big businesses to take action to look harder into to their activities. And since this legislation came into force, um, we've seen a real surge of actions to to advance businesses' activities and and the value that that you ask. You know, that's probably driven from a, a few things and. Um, you know, making businesses stand up, stand up, and be accountable for for their operations and supply chains, um, and then you know that's big business. But then small to medium enterprises, they're part of the supply chain of bigger business, and so that top down effect of, of supply chain due diligence has really filtered down, starting to filter down through the supply chains of big business um, that are captured under the financial threshold, and then medium and small business are answering the questions of being in the supply chain. And and I think the other piece of value that, that this has really um, you know promoted is is the awareness of modern slavery. You know that's really dramatically increased in Australia over the past two to three years, um, and that was part of the aim of the act to drive accountability through uh, public perception and and awareness. And hence we're talking about this this today. And you know Australia was the first country with a modern slavery act that made the reporting public, um, and it made businesses really step up to the plate. Uh, and we'll continue to to promote and encourage year-on-year improvements for businesses. And I like that you said it's the first step, uh, that 40 million is a big number. So it's the first step with many more to come. And so when we think about what uh, some of the key trends in providing a more ethical framework for organisations, working with multi-tier supply chains over the past or the last few years, what have you seen, what have you observed yeah, I, I just mentioned there's, there's been a, a big wave of activities over the, the past few years by businesses, you know, starting to really look across their supply chain and, and deeper into their supply chain. Um, you know, and from a general view, uh, each industry are, are really different um, at different stages of, of their approach. You know, some are more mature um, and, and those more mature ones often have, have had um, human rights challenges in the past in supply chains, um, and then others have, have only just started on the journey because of the introduction of of the Modern Slavery Act being that catalyst for change. Um, and, and most of the recent trends across all of the ESG related activities uh, are probably the use of eco or sustainable materials and, and products, or supply traceability. You know, we're seeing this from the foods that we eat, where provenance has, has become really important. Um, traceable supply chains have, have been at the forefront, and you know, organic and and sustainable certified ingredients or raw materials is being embedded into to more and more products. And from a human rights and modern slavery perspective, I'd say that the the key trends have been risk assessments, 
um, strengthening of contractual obligations. You know, they've really been the the big trends. Um, and these these uh, couple of things have really dri- been driven by the Modern Slavery Act legislation. Um, and they're really the first actions that any company can take towards tightening their controls um, and assessing their risks. And and probably the more progressive and more mature organisations are even a few steps further along. Um, and whether that be traceability beyond their, their first tier of direct supply chain actors, um, you know, conducting audits of their suppliers. And these leaders are, are, are moved on to really focus on things like supply level grievance mechanisms, you know, trying to get closer to potential victims to then bring these, these hidden crimes to light. And, and that's what it's all about, um, taking practical actions to find modern slavery through accessible and trusted avenues and, and ensuring that, that if and when it's found, there is an avenue and ability to, to remedy any harm. There seems to be a lot of discussion about how to work productively with direct suppliers to influence the overall supply chain. How should large multinationals like a transurban work with their suppliers to educate, uh, to make more meaningful improvements to their supply chain? Yeah, um, good good question. Uh, you know, I think it's all about collaboration. Um, collaboration to take more responsibility of, of our corporate actions to encourage, to educate, support, and, and really work together to drive those ethical practices. Um, Transurban uh, are actually a supplier to, to governments um, and to our customers and communities, you know, uh, where we operate roads. We're actually in, in the supply chain, you know, to, to someone else. And as a multinational enterprise, we need to engage and collaborate with our suppliers and communities, and, and education is a key part. Um, you know, we need to explain why a more sustainable and ethical supply chain is important to us and our stakeholders. And we also need to listen and understand the complexities and challenges of our organisation and supply chains. And then we need to collaborate to make these, these meaningful changes. You know, these are really the fundamentals of moving from policy to practice. You know, this is where suppliers become an extension of your organisation rather than just someone that, that you're trading with. And, um, you know, I guess in, in a best practice, your suppliers not only share your purpose, they actually start to exceed your expectations by embracing and, and living these um, sustainable and ethical practices, you know, even more so than you. And as an example, uh, we recently had a call uh, with a new supplier um, who was extremely small. Uh, you know, they're, they're providing some, some uh, bathroom amenities to our offices and, you know, they're not captured by the Modern Slavery Act. Um, and, and together, you know, we, we gave them some education on the act. We gave them some ideas on activities, um, you know, we suggest they undertake to make sure that they're, they're prepared, um, you know, not only for us um, in, in, in our business, but also when other organisations start to ask these questions. So we're actually strengthening our communities, you know, in, in this case suppliers, to take action against modern slavery. And, other, and promote other sustainability activities um, that our businesses together can be more responsible and it leads to an overall, um, you know, improved community. And we can't really talk about supply chains without talking about the impact of COVID-19. Um, COVID-19, as uh, many would be aware, has caused major disruptions to those global supply chains. 
perhaps if you've uh, been ordering a Christmas present in the last few weeks, you might be aware of that. Um, but what's what is some of the challenges that potentially have been exacerbated due to the pandemic in supply chains that you've seen, uh, Sebastian? Yeah, I, I think you know um, it's a it's a really uh, poignant topic. Uh, you know, supply chain disruptions and and there's there's a the, the physical disruption. So uh, as you said, you know, your Christmas uh, packages presents not not coming in time. Um, you know, there's been this uh, overconsumption of of uh, online and delivery. Um, but really, when we're talking about modern slavery in in that context, it's um, everything that we've faced here in Australia. You know, um, so we've had uh, isolation, we've had uh, restrictions of of people's movement, um, and we've we've had you know strengthening of OHS um, requirements in in factories, in supply chains, um, on on shipping uh, boats, and this has put stress on the whole entire um, supply and demand um, supply chain. But but really, when we talk about um, you know what that does deep within the supply chain, where modern slavery might be, um, it actually puts pressure on on that supply and demand at the source. And the customer still wants their Christmas presents. The supplier still the the brand or supplier still needs to um, procure those and and make those. And that pressure gets pushed down the supply chain. And then what we see is you know there becomes a need somewhere or an opportunity. For a supply chain actor to go outside their existing supply chain, to to use um, to use riskier suppliers, to engage in in um, in uh, you know illegal activity, and really increases the risk of human rights violations and potential modern slavery risks. You know higher, um, al- along with um, the OHS risks of of um, COVID, and we've seen COVID cripple um, some of the the Asian and Southeast Asian. Um, uh, continents, um, you know, in the supply chain where they actually need, uh, you know, business to survive. We're almost up for time, but Sebastian, is there any other practical insights you'd like to leave the listener with as they consider their response to the Modern Slavery Act? Yeah, I think there's probably a, a couple of um, things from me, and um, I think for those captured by the Modern Slavery Act. I encourage businesses to be open and transparent in their reporting and try to take innovative action, you know, thinking outside the box with ideas on how to do things better um, rather than just creating policies or adding clauses in supplier agreements. I encourage industries to to take collective action where they can to tackle, you know, systemic and broad sector issues. And for those businesses not captured by the, the Modern Slavery Act reporting, you know, most likely at some stage, um, you will supply an organisation that that will request information. And I think trying to be ahead of the game, um, and and those people listening are, are probably already in that leadership space anyway. Um, you know, it, it makes uh, business sense for small and medium enterprises um, to to look into this. Um, it will become and potentially already is a competitive advantage to to know your supply chain to know your impact on human rights and how you're working to mitigate those risks of, of modern slavery. And, and I think I, I ask, you know, everyone to consider their personal impact and um, encourage everyone to be open and collaborative in, in taking practical and meaningful actions against modern slavery risks. Well, thank you, Sebastian, for being here today and sharing your uh, thoughts. Uh, to our listeners, be sure to check out Transurban's website. Uh, to see their terrific work in environmental and social sustainability issues.
For more information about Apricot Consulting, please visit us at our website and subscribe to our, this podcast series. You can also follow me at James McHugh on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us here on So What Sustainability. Thank you.